And all the saints said, Amen. And thank you, Liz. The Lord was there, you know. I, I think about um, one of the names of God is Jehovah Shama, which is God is there. Um, yeah, those lights are sufficient. That's, that should be fair. There you go. Yeah, go. A bit. Okay. Um, well, too dark in here. You both be falling asleep and going on. Yep, I, I know. And nothing to do with daylight saving time either. <laughs> Cut that mess out. Okay. Let's all bow in a word of prayer. Father, thank you for the saints of God. Thank you for the song. Thank you for, Lord, a time that we can step out of the activities of the week and settle into your word. And let's see what your word has to say to us this morning. Lord, help us to see it, understand it, and apply it. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. amen. Uh, I'm going to take a verse that's familiar with all. Uh, at least it should, should be familiar with everyone. Our title is, Here I Stand, Galatians 2.20. Here I Stand. Uh, they made a song out of it. And the song, it, it talks about the fact that, that I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me and the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We've heard that verse, haven't we? That verse is broken down into three significant parts that we want to at least try to address this morning. Three things that we need to understand as we unpackage this. You don't need a lot of verses, just one verse this morning. Isn't that a good? I'm being nice, just one verse. It's communion, so I'll just do one verse this morning. And, it, and uh, so with our introduction, in this world of uh, diminishing values and antichrist attitudes, there's also a call for us to step up to the plate and declare who and whose we are. Um, clarifying our thoughts for this morning, the defining moment in our life is not what we say or do, but the pattern of our thinking. How you think will eventually uh, govern what you do. As a man think in his heart, so is he. I'm concerned about what a person is thinking. A person can kind of uh, fool you by doing something. But sooner or later, just check out their thing. Just watch them because eventually they're going to start expressing what they actually think. And those are the things that will move us. And so as we look at this world and where it's going, God's plan hasn't changed. Now I'll outline, Paul made three things very clear concerning himself and those who would identify with Christ. Let's read it together. Number one, 
my position is irreversible. Number two, my path is clear. Number three, practice will be precise. My position is irreversible. My path is clear, and my, and my practice will be precise. In, those, in that verse, it says those three things. But maybe to walk you through it as we deal with it. Let's, let's start off with the first one. My position is irreversible. I have been crucified with Christ. Be careful with the words as we begin to break it in, break into it. Because sometimes we'll say, I have been crucified with Christ. They sing the song, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Wait a minute. You have to understand the difference between some words here. When he says, I have been crucified with Christ. Understand the term of the term crucified. Being crucified with Christ means that we, by faith, have walked through the tunnel of death, dying to everything in order to live forgiven and cleansed before God. Another way of saying, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. I am crucified. What's crucified? The old flesh, all that I used to do. It's all dead now. It's gone. It's not my agenda any, anymore. Quit making things your agenda and make, want God to bless it. And then get an attitude when he doesn't bless it. He says, I am crucified with Christ. And to understand that means that this word crucified with Christ. See, it's very important to understand the in-depthness of this as we Consider our call into God's family, and he chose us before the foundation of the world. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified, get this now, what? The flesh. What is what? Passions and desires. I don't need to name it. I let the scripture name it. I am crucified with Christ. What? It says, if you, if you belong to Jesus... You have crucified the flesh, the old man, what I used to do before I was saved. So quit going back to child. You should, you should have seen me before I was saved. Don't want to know what you saved. That's what Jesus Christ saved you from. Don't be telling me you're a mess. I'm trying to get stuff out of my head, okay? So, so it's, it's not what you have done. It's what you're freed up to do right now. Now, my question is not what you have done yesterday. What are you doing today that makes a difference? Now that you're new. A lot of folks like to tell the old, old story. I don't want to hear the old, old story. Tell me what you're doing now. That's a blessing and encouraging people. I'm crucified with, with Christ. Don't let the flesh tell you what to do when you wake up in the morning. With his passions and desires. Because you see, wherever your passions and desires are, those are your, um, how can I put it? Your expectations, you see. And when you have those expectations there, uh, then you anticipate it. I expect to go to, quote, Hawaii. Uh, and I, I'm just doing it, my, my secretary and I, we know a little secret there. Anyway, I expect to go to Hawaii. I anticipate 
you know. When I get, see what I'm saying? I anticipate this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. So wherever your expectations are, the anticipation is there. And so the Lord says, well, what about me? What do you expect concerning me? What are you anticipating about me? You're so focused on the things of this world that your expectations about me, I am, I'll, be, I'll be coming back faster than you think. Are you expecting my re imminent return? Are you anticipating that? All the signs are around us. Quit looking at the news here. Look at what's happening over in Israel. There's so many things going on over in Israel that give you the sign that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is literally mind-boggling. Look at the news that's going on over there. And it's unfolding. Observation. There's a vast difference between crucified what? For Christ and being instead of what? That's, that's, why I, that's, that's the word I want to pull out. He didn't say I am crucified for Christ. He said I am crucified what? With Christ. I'm not crucified because I'm living a Christian life and therefore they are crucifying me. Therefore I'm crucified for Christ. No, Christ is on the cross, and I'm on the cross also. Remember that song? Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world goes free? No, there's a cross for what? And there's a cross for? And so, so he says, I am crucified with Christ and not for Christ. Oh, you can be crucified for Christ. But make sure that you, are that you are crucified with Christ first. Make sure, and this, see, this being crucified with Christ has to deal with your, your personal walk with the Lord. That's so important. With is, is what we do to ourselves before the world and the devil uh, uh, react to us. See, and so we, we find that when, we, when we're crucified with Christ, then therefore, Everything that Christ wanted to do, we want to do. Jesus Christ wanted to please the Lord, the Father, at all times. If we're crucified with Christ, that's our agenda. Somehow, if we make that decision, you're going to find a lot of our plans going to get in the way. And what if the Lord says, Tear that up. Write it on a sheet of paper. You know, got that? You got this long sheet of paper. You know, I said, yeah, uh, yeah, Lord, here's, here it is. Good. Now bring it to me. Okay. And you see the Lord tear it all up. He says, now I'm going to write, I'm going to write just two words. Follow me. Is, is, that, is that difficult? I don't understand. Follow me. I'll give you, I'll give you the words. I have every, you have everything in God's word. You don't need theologians. You have everything in God's word to tell you what to do. And theologians is the result of them studying the word. So, they, so then the word is always foundational. Do what the Lord tells you to do. Follow me. But you find agendas gets in the way. Four is, is what the world does because of your relationship to Christ. With four, got it? Thinking it through. If I'm not what I used to be, but I am available by God's grace to be what I ought to be to his glory. Let's read that together. 
I'm not what I used to be, but I'm available by God's grace to be what I ought to be to his glory. I'm not what I used to be. Now, here's, here's the key word. Are you available to be what you ought to be to his glory? We have yet to see. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what God can do in and through each one of you all's life. Uh, Sometimes I want to be nosy to see, but the Lord says, but I, I hear the words, what the Lord said to the disciple, what's that to you, okay? <laughs> you pay attention to what you're supposed to be doing. So, okay, all right, all right. I, I get it, Lord, I get it. So, so then, I'm not what I ought to be, but... By uh, what I used to be, but uh, what I am available, but I'm available by God's grace to be what I ought to be. I trust that you're in that situation. Here's number two. First, remember my position. Now is my path is what clear. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Paul wrote about a personal transition in his thinking and plans. There were two distinct things he mentioned. Is number one. Let's read it together. It's no longer I who live. All decisions, goals, and plans must flow through the will of God. It's no longer I who live. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet, not I. That's, that's what he said, right? Yet, not I. But Christ who lives in me. He takes over. He takes over the pressure. He takes over. A lot of times we're stressed out because we're trying to do it. When the Lord says, be strong in the Lord and the power of what? His might. But we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to. And, um, and that shouldn't be. That shouldn't be. It's no longer I who live. On an everyday situation, you know, that, that, and I'll be sensitive to the time, but even, even this week, you know, there's an uh, everyday situation where you ever, ever had where everything goes wrong? I mean, everything goes wrong. And um, it was with the uh, computer and, um, and the scanner, and I mean, everything was going wrong. And um, what the... the a simple delivery by the mailman. They sent they sent to me uh, email saying, "Did you enjoy your product?" And I said, "What product?" And then it said it was delivered. It was not delivered that day. And flesh was saying, was, was flesh was saying, "Call the post office and do all of this." And you know what the Lord says? Be still. Just be still. Not only did that happen, there was about three or four other things that came up. Uh, concerning my uh, credit and all these other things, all of these things were hidden at one time, and then and then with the uh, then the computer started acting crazy. I mean, just I just had to take a deep breath, you know, and um, it didn't go away in one day. I had to decide and guarantee. I always go to sleep even on a hard day. <laughs> I said, this problem will be here when I wake up in the morning. So at least I'm going to be rested when I, when I see it. <laughs> so, 
So I stay with my routine. And I remember the scripture said that he gives his beloved what? Rest. And, and, so, and so, so I said, okay, Lord. Woke up the next day. The package came. Okay. So I had to call the post office. The next day, all the things that I spent three hours trying to straighten out, I was able to straighten out in 10 minutes. I mean, one by one. And the Lord says, sometimes we try to move in our strength and we get so stressed out. And the Lord says, we have not because we ask not. Why don't you ask me about the small things here? You're so bent out of shape. Why, why, did, why didn't you just ask me? That coffee, that was me trying to get your attention. <laughs> I was trying to get your attention, but you were so busy trying to figure it out. On my job, I must be, the, be to the glory of, job, of God. Ready? Next, at school. It must be the, the glory of God. At home, it must be the glory of God. In my relationships, it must be the glory of God. I think that that is so important. Christ lives in me. John 5, 30, I can do what? On my own. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Now, now this is what Christ is saying. Okay, this is what Christ is saying. And we are crucified with Christ. So then let's take on his words. I'm taking on God's will. The, the one that, that he has sent me. See, I think that is so important. See, God our Father has an operative plan that cannot be changed for any reason. It demands obedience. It establishes stability. It has an eternal purpose. It has everlasting peace. It gives perpetual joy. It's driven with great compassion. It's fixed with an unshakable commitment. So when God tells us to do something, I, I think it's so important for us to understand this. When God tells us to do something, uh, consider this. God's sovereign will covers the big picture. We, we, let's say it together. What? God's And you heard me say this earlier. Whatever God determined to do, we can't change it. In Jesus Christ, when Jesus Christ was praying to the Father, uh, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. Then he said, nevertheless, not what? My will, but your will be done. The sovereign will had been put in place. You have to die on the cross of Calvary. I know it's, it's awesome. I know it's, it's unimaginable. But then, too, the whole world will be plunged into the lake of fire forever. God is not willing that any man should perish. God's will says you have to die. Nevertheless, not my will for momentary, but thy will be done. God's sovereign will. Make sure you understand God's sovereign will. There's some things we cannot do or tamper with. Something else. 
and his moral will will, uh, will set a precise pattern for its uh, completion. Now, when we talk about moral will, then we are talking about the things when it comes down to uh, the things of, um, uh, of the flesh. Lying, stealing, honesty, integrity. The Lord made it very clear when it came with bars under the New Testament. He's, he deals with these subjects all through the various books, all through the letters. It's dealing with our character, how we should walk before God. Why? He's preparing us for glory. And so his sovereign will will bring us there. His moral will straightens up our life and trim away those things that keeps us from hearing him and growing in the grace of, of our Lord and Savior, and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My practice is precise. What is it? Bring it to a close then. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The life I live in the flesh, what you see now, I now live in the Son of God. My question is this, do people see that? Can people see that you live in the Son of God? Do they see Jesus when they see you? What's blocking it when God has all of the resources to make it possible? Everything available to make it possible. What's blocking it? Romans 1.17 For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written. The righteous shall what? Live by, live by faith. Romans 5.1 Therefore since we have been justified by faith we have what? Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 2.16, let's read together. Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. Because there's law. No more. You know, um, I was listening to this pastor, and he was preaching, and I thought he, he was doing a good job. But finally, he was saying that um, about cleansing, uh, being cleansed, and he said this word, and he used the King James, cleanseth, okay? And he told the congregation, this word cleanseth means, it does not mean perpetual. I said, uh-oh. He says, once you're clean, you have to keep on being clean on an everyday basis. And I told Karen, I said, here it comes. You have to keep working to stay, stay saved. But once Jesus Christ cleansed you, once you're washed through the blood of the lamb, you're saved and locked into the family forever. My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me, and I give it to them what? Eternal life. And they shall what? Never perish. 
I don't have to work by the law. I'm not justified by the law. The law was teaching the, the children under a tutor. We are sons of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ under grace. Under the law, you did this. Under the grace, here, here's where you are. You are not to quote the whole thing. If you love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as, as yourself, then you will fulfill the law. And if you fall short of it, you won't lose your salvation. For it's through the blood of Jesus Christ that washes us. What can wash away my sins? Nothing. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing. Nothing. But yet and still, you find individuals... It, it sounds good, but listen to the words. They twist the word. But each time you find in these verses here, faith, 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 faith. Martin Luther, when he said, the just shall live by faith. One last thing. As we continue to look and anticipate our Lord's imminent return, let us stay faithful to our Lord's spiritual and character-building program. 2 Peter 1.5, for this very reason, make, very, make every effort to supplement your faith with pure or virtue. That's, that's pure living. That's what that virtue is. With knowledge, get to know God. And knowledge, what? Self-control. And self-control with what? Steadfast. Stay with the stuff. Since steadfastness, what? Godliness. And with godliness, what? Brotherly affection. And brotherly affection, love. Let's read it all together. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. If we are doing that, as we walk in Christ, you can take your stand and say as Paul, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, not by my agenda, but a Christ who died for me. See, I, I think that is so important. That is so important. And so my prayer this morning is that we make some adjustments. I don't know what your agenda has been this week. I don't know how much of God has been a part of it. But God is saying, I don't want to be a part of it. I'm in. Have that really sunk into our psyche? I'm it. Everything you do, think and say, the psalmist says, and in thy law doth he what? Meditate day and night. And all your ways do what? Acknowledge him. What would he do? Direct your path. All the way, God, God wants to say, listen carefully. Get your eyes off yourself and get it on me. How do I know that I get my eyes on myself? 
Now, one, some of the signs is, believe it or not, some people get offended by your life because they see your flesh acting up. But when you walk with the Lord, oh, they'll, they'll get offended. But they're getting offended now because they can't stand the light in you. Keeps exposing them. They say a joke and you don't laugh. They use God's name and you are offended that they would take our dear Lord's name and drag it in the mud. It's not that you walk in saying I'm holier than thou. I'm just simply saying I know who I am and here I stand. And remember you heard me say over and over again. Will you repeat that to me? I treat people. I, I train people how to treat me. Are you crucified with Christ? Nevertheless, you live. Are you training people? These things are not tolerated in my life. I love you, but I do not accept this in my life. Nor is it funny. Parents, one of the things you have with your children, awesome job. When I talk about Psalm 127, and we're saying about the, the arrows in the, uh, in the quiver, in order for those arrows to be straight, you had to cut them <laughs> to be straight. But once they're straight, then they're in a bow, and when you shoot them, they go straight. But you have to invest in your children. And you cannot, they are, you are not their servants. You are the parents in the home. And how you train them will either impact the world or flow right into the world system. May the earls from your home impact the world for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You may not be may not be parents, but say I'll, I'll say this: you may not be parents, but people are watching your life all the time, all the time. And as they watch your life, and as they watch what you're doing, some people are convicted by your living testimony. I pray this morning for you that you will decide today. I don't know what happened yesterday. I want you to decide today in your heart. You don't have to stand, but just decide in your day right now. Lord, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ live in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Father, I just pray. I pray. For the saints, I pray, Lord, that we will indeed live lives, live lives that's pleasing and honoring to you. May the world see the lights that are placed on a hill, letting it shine. And that Christ see their lives. 
may the light, one of those lights, if they got a little bit closer, they start seeing names. Oh, oh there's a name, and, and there's a name. Oh, I know that person. Oh, I know that person. They impacted my life so much. Thank you. But what did I do? It was just, it's just how you carried yourself. I got convicted. I put on a show. But every time you walked in, you, you loved me. When you tried to tell me about Christ, I pushed you off, but you, you didn't respond in a negative way. It was something about your eyes that had compassion on me. And as Lord, it was that that moved me. And I remember the words about that accepting Christ in, in the midnight, midnight hour. I got on my knees and told the Lord, I know I'm a sinner and I can't save myself. And would you come into my life and forgive me of my sins? I know Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary for me. Lord, you did it for the person that impacted me, and I know you could do it for me. Will you stand? Will you be that light? Oh, life goes on with all of its challenges and tears and frustrations. But don't forget who you are. Don't forget where you're going, who you represent. Stand tall. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in the saint's life this day. Help them to resolve, to glorify you. That's productivity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.